It's hard to believe it's already the last week before our winter break and the last week of school before the end of the year, before the new year. And because of that, we're going to kind of have a two-part family time. One thing that I want my students considering this week before we head into break, and then one that I want them to think about over break and have ready to discuss when we come back to school. And the first thing we're talking about is I want to talk about traditions. Now, this time of year with holidays and whatever anyone celebrates or whatever they believe, it's sort of a time of year of traditions where things that we do with family and friends that we've always done. And I think about some of the things from when I was a kid and a lot of the stuff that I remember, I laugh sometimes at the memories that I have from when I was young because it's not necessarily the things that maybe my parents tried to teach me or it's maybe not something specific that I was doing. But I, I remember little things, little things that we used to do all the time. Things that maybe my brothers and I did together, our family did together. And those are the things that stick out in my mind. And it relates to what we talked about last week, which was our emotional state. Those things tap into our emotions. And as we said last week, we don't always remember what other people do. We don't always remember the things we do. But we remember how other people made us feel. We remember the emotions of a situation. And that's really what traditions are. Is it's tapping into something that maybe gives us an emotional reaction. And I want us to think about that a little bit at this time of the year. You know, I have a lot of fond memories of different traditions. One happened not too long ago. My family... My extended family gets together for Hootenannies. Now we often do one the weekend after Thanksgiving. And a Hootenanny, and we call it a Hootenanny, is where my aunts and uncles and cousins will get together. And people who play the guitar bring their guitars, there's often several. And we play music and sing songs together. And I grew up with that. I grew up sitting in my grandparents' basement with records on, listening to music, my family members rocking back and forth. There's a lot of rocking amongst my family and singing these songs. And it's something I always remember and I connect to in an emotional way, in a positive way. And I still love going to the Hootenannies. It's time with friends and family and sharing songs and it's, it's just a joy to be around. And growing up, I thought you know, that seemed very, that was normal to me because that was our tradition. That was something that we did. And then you find, I found out later in life that not everybody does that. Not everybody, well, first of all, not everybody gets together with their aunts and uncles and cousins all the time. And second of all, they're not playing songs and singing old country songs and, and all sorts of different songs. But... That's a tradition for us. And it's funny as I have my own young kids now, a tradition doesn't need to be a big holiday thing. It's just something that you do with the people we care about. And 
I think of the things I do with my kids. And it's easy to get nostalgic. I think of the things that I used to do with my family. I think of when I was a kid growing up, and it was sitcoms on regular standard television. So at nighttime, after we were done with the activities for the day, we might just sit together in the living room and watch a sitcom. When I was really little, it would be something like Cheers. You know, when I got, got older, maybe it was Seinfeld or some other shows. But it was, that was time we spent together. And I'll occasionally catch myself getting a little nostalgic. I'd be like, oh, my kids are missing out on that. They don't know what it's like to tune in for a specific show on Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. But then I kind of have to laugh because that's okay. That's not what their existence is now. We have streaming services, the apps that we have on our smart TV. And we have certain shows that we watch together. And they're going to have their own traditions that maybe they remember. And they're things that I didn't do intentionally. My kids like to eat picnic style, they call it. It was not something I intentionally did, but it's something I started so a few years ago when maybe it was a day after we're done with sports and things like that. We don't have a ton of time at night, but we maybe want to watch a show together and eat supper. We don't always do this, but we eat picnic style, where I throw a blanket down on the living room floor and bring the kids their food, and we sit down on the floor together and watch a show. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's a tradition for them. That's something that they want and they might remember. I think of other little things that you know, maybe traditions that have gone by already. My kids, when they would bathe when they were really little, they would want to do dun-da-duns after they got out of the bath or the shower. And a dun-da-da is I would wrap them in a towel and pick them up and fly them around the house and I would do the Superman movie theme song from the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. And I'd say, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-d
go to our school, that's our homeroom time. So when it's somebody's birthday, we do a pinata. Or maybe we do it for an upcoming holiday. Or if somebody in our group, in our seminar, has a big accomplishment, we'll do a pinata to celebrate. It's a tradition. Not really sure why it started, but it did. The same group of students, they're former students now, they're off in college, who started the pinatas, really liked French toast. So it became a thing where we would occasionally have French toast. Maybe we would meet in my classroom before school and have French toast together. And it's a tradition that has just stayed alive with that particular group of students. I referenced them a while back when they were back from their Thanksgiving break from college. We got together for breakfast and made French toast because it became a tradition. So that's something that I just want to hear about from you. What are some traditions that you have? It could be related to this time of year, but it doesn't have to be. Just any traditions that you have, anything that maybe you remember doing throughout your life or that's become a, a routine activity of your life that you have a positive connection to. It's just a great thing to think about this time of year. And it's one of those great things that helps me know you even a little bit better, to know some of your traditions. The next thing, the second part of this family time, is something I want you to consider over break so that we can talk about it in our first week back in the new year. And that's your New Year's resolutions. Now, you've had me in class and I've referenced before, I'm not big on New Year's resolutions because they typically don't work. And we'll talk about that specifically in class. But a lot of times, resolutions don't work for a number of reasons. Either a resolution becomes a goal that is too broad, too general. It's not specific enough. So it's hard to measure little successes and failures or the little practices that need to go into it to make it become a reality. Maybe it's something that is, becomes too difficult in the whole. If it's something, I'll use a general example of, you know, somebody maybe more my age than someone, uh, than maybe some of the students, but if it's getting in shape for the new year, I'm going to start exercising and get in shape. A lot of times, we maybe don't have a great gauge on how difficult that's going to be. And maybe we go to that first time, that first workout in the gym, Gym memberships are always tops in January. That's when gyms are the busiest, and then it drops off quickly. Because people come in with this new sense of, yes, this is what I'm going to do, and then maybe they work out, and then they're sore. And they, they hit the difficult part. Or maybe they've got some momentum going for a little while, and then the other things of life, the other stresses, the other busy activities get in the way. And then we get out of that routine. So a lot of times resolutions don't work because we don't break them down in an appropriate way. We don't make them something that we can actually focus on and take piece by piece. It's the old adage of how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You can't take down the whole thing. So we're going to talk about that though. 
And I want my students to come in with some things. What are some things you would like to do in this new year? In 2020, what are some things you'd like to accomplish? What are some resolutions you have for yourself? And then we're going to look at them and how to break it down into manageable steps and how to create something that we can actually attain. And when I say resolutions, it's good to have specific goals, but I think it's also okay to come up with some broad things. I'm going to show you, I'm going to grab something. This is actually, I wrote this on January 1st of this year. Maybe hard to see, but I have dated on top there. I don't know if that'll focus in real well. But 19 for 19, and I have the date 1119. And I think I originally wrote 18 on there as one does, but it was 19. So I have it scribbled out with a 9 on top of it. And basically, what I did was instead of just writing goals, because I think goals sometimes are better broken down. I first started with 19 just reminders, 19 little mantras that I wanted to guide my 2019. Then I would break down, I like to break things down into about 30 day, one month increments, where I say, okay, then I'm going to break that down with these sort of overarching umbrella concepts. Now I'm going to break down the specific things that I want to do over the next month. And then I break that month down even smaller. Now, in this week, what can I do to feed the goals of this month that feed the main goals and things for the entire year? And I already talked about in an earlier, um, earlier family time, I discussed Woody Guthrie's New Year's rulings. And these things that he wrote down. I kind of got the idea from that. I'm just writing these broader ideas down. And I have a lot of things on this list. And I've kind of referenced it before. But I have things. The first thing I have on there, number one, is courage, integrity, respect, love, empathy. Empathy. Those are my core values. My five core values. And that's something we've talked about before as well. That's sort of my guiding principle. I put that as a first thing because I want my life to be about that. And I want those principles to feed my everyday life. So that's the first thing. I want to keep that in mind. And then I have a lot of other things on here. I have things like just the word honor. That's big for me. Sort of the idea, the sort of the knightly code of living in an honorable way. And that's really part of integrity, part of my core values. But it's, it's just creating that image in my head of that's what I want to stand for. Being honorable, being honest, doing things the right way by my account. I have other things on there like try your best and be kind. What I tell my children every day when I take them to their classroom or I stop down and see them at the start of the school day. One of the last things I tell them, try your best and be kind. That's good advice for myself. Try my best at everything I do and be kind to other people. I put quality time on here and I have time underlined and I have a line above it too to emphasize the time and by quality time it's just a reminder for myself that anything that I'm doing any time that I have I want to make it quality time when I'm with my kids I want that time to be quality time to be something valuable and enjoyable time when I'm with my students I want that to be quality time 
when I'm working on my own goals, I want that to be quality time. I want it to be time well spent. And I have the time underlined is just a reminder that I only have so much time and I don't know how much. So those are little reminders. And I have all 19 on there. I have the last thing, the 19th, just says Mickey and Claire. My children's names. Because I always want that to be in the forefront of my thoughts is living for them and doing things for them. Putting them forward. So I won't go through the entire list, but that was the first thing that I did. January 1st of this year. Wrote down 19 just concepts. Broader ideas that were reminders to me. And these sit next to my bed. And I try to look at them. Sometimes I don't look at them every morning and every night, but they're there so I can. And they're constant reminders. And to me, that's a great place to start for a resolution or any goal. Is this is what I really care about. Then we can start breaking it down. Then I can do another, do the same thing with a on another yellow legal sheet is the next month. Here's what I want to try to accomplish. Here's the more specific things I want to do. And a lot of times I'll break it down. I actually have behind this sheet of paper. This is the sheet for my first 30 days of the year. Kind of see on there some of the different things. And I'll have different specific things for like my physical health where I put that, my physical and mental health, I put like I wanted to meditate five of seven days of the week. And there's some weeks where I, sure I didn't do that, but most of the time I did. And this is just what I set up for the first 30 days. And then some goals I would carry over to the next 30 days, the next month. And some I would maybe change a little bit or drop a goal once I met something specific. But some of these, like meditate five or seven days a week. I would say now I certainly meet the five or seven. I pretty much meditate every single day. There might be a day where I get up early and I don't leave myself enough time. I certainly make mistakes. But that's why I put it into the specific goal too. Five out of seven. That leaves a little room because that's another reason we don't meet our goals and resolutions sometimes is we don't give ourselves any leeway. So if it's, I'm going to work out every single day and then we miss a day, then we feel that disappointment of, I missed a day. And then it's easier to miss two days, three days, and let it snowball. So that's something I did is I want to do, I want to meditate five of seven days. And now... It's become a habit, so I don't even really think about it anymore. I don't know that I've even written it down for a while on my smaller goals because I just do it when I get up in the morning. So that's something to think about. I put other specific things on here and then other just kind of broad reminders too. I tried to put several that are specific like that. Do this thing this many days that I can either say, yes, I did do that or no, I didn't, and then I can reevaluate for the next week, the next day, this is what I need to do. I'm not meeting that goal. But, you know, some of the other things I just put down, no negative distractions. 
And what I mean by that, at first, I thought about putting no distractions. I didn't want to be distracted if I was working on a goal, working on something I wanted to accomplish. But then I thought, well, some distractions are positive. If I have an opportunity to maybe talk to someone that I haven't talked to for a while, or an opportunity arises to go do something fun with people, I decided that's okay if I'm going to set aside maybe what I'm working on. And sometimes I need to remind myself to do that. I'm pretty good at working on stuff obsessively, and then I can forget to give myself a little leeway. So I put no negative distractions. I wanted to keep out any distractions that put me in a negative state of mind, or that weren't productive in some way. So positive things, connecting with people, those weren't really negative distractions. But if I just fell down a YouTube hole, or was just kind of being lazy or apathetic about something, those were negative distractions. So then I tried to eliminate those. So that was kind of how I broke it down a little bit into 30-day chunks. And that's something we'll talk more about coming out of break, but I do want you to come in to the new year with some of those things. They can be sort of the broad umbrella ideas, and they can be some of the smaller specific things, and we'll work on those a little bit. And we'll work on how to actually break them down and make them manageable. With that, we probably won't do a new family time video until we're back in school. I'll probably release some other media stuff that I do if you're someone who checks these regularly and I'm always a little more cognizant of that now when I hear from students who maybe aren't even in my class that they check these out. I'm appreciative of that and that's why we do them to support you guys and I just want to say thank you. This has been a great year. My 2019 has been unbelievable. It's been a time with friends and family and people that I care about. And I hope it was for you as well. And let's have a great 2020 and start off together. Much love.